We're living in a time where it seems like more than ever, people have grown cold. Uh, I got to admit, sometimes it troubles me when I, I, I see no desire for God, no desire to pray, no desire for church. And it's a time where people realize that we're in the end times. And the Bible said in the last days, there shall be a great falling away. But let me pray before I get started. Now, for those that are listening by internet, we welcome you. We, we thank God you're listening. And we just pray right now that the Holy Spirit would go out. Amen. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I need some glass. Hallelujah. God is good. Turn with me to Revelation chapter 3, verse 2. You know, we look at the times we're living in right now. This very age, I want to call it. Society has gotten darker and darker and more wicked and more wicked. We see a lot of people today uh, falling away from the truth. And really, I can't speak too much. The world, we all know what the world is like. But I want to talk about the church. Amen? It seems like in the times we're living in, we should be getting closer and closer to God. Right, Brother It seems like we should be drawing more and more to, to seek Him and to, to know Him. But there was a prophecy that was given by, by Apostle Paul when he said, In the last days there shall be a great falling away. Many Christians today don't have the zeal, the, the courage, the faith to walk the walk they once you walked before. They're allowing things into their lives. Man, come on, Jesus. That one time would make them blush. They see a dark, they're starting to accept society as that, that's the way it is. They say, well, easy come, easy go. That's the mentality of a lot of Christians today, praise God. But for us that are here tonight, that are those that are listening by the internet, we're responsible to draw closer to the Lord. We're in an age of a very lukewarm spirit that's in the church. A spirit that says we don't need to pray as much. We don't need to go to church as much. Uh, it seems like it's getting easier and easier not to be where God wants you. I get up in the morning and I pray. Sometimes I, I get a God angry because I'm not getting up exactly in the time he's telling me. But I realize something when I'm... In my time with God, that's the most important part of the day. Listen, I don't know about you, but I think that's the life source of what I am as a Christian. I got to draw from the Lord. I got to draw from his presence. I got to draw from his word. A lot of Christians go to church and expect the preacher to do it all for them. I, I can't. I give what God tells me to give you. As he gives it to me. Okay? But as Christians, we're responsible to seek God and to seek his spirit. To let a fire burn in our, our spirit. Like, like Jeremiah said, when, when he, 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 was, he was having it bad. Seems like nobody wanted to listen to Jeremiah, Brother Mike. I said, Brother Mike, for that. I'm thinking about Brother Mike. I don't know why. <laughs> that brother, something else. 
Awesome. Maybe God wants us to get back to the place where we once had that fire. And Jeremiah went around and he, he's trying to preach. Listen, you are in sin. You come up here at the temple, you offer your sacrifice at the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, but you go back and you live in sin. You worship other gods. And you know what? He didn't make a lot of friends. <laughs> come on, somebody. They put him in prison. They locked him and they dumped him in a cesspool. And listen, that's the most awful place a human being could be put. With the maggots and the, and, and, and the bugs and the, the smell. You could about imagine they sunk him in that pit. And he got tired of it. <laughs> he told the Lord, he said, I ain't going to speak in your name anymore. <laughs> Don't ask me to. But see, I can't help myself. It's like a fire shut up in my bones. I got to preach the gospel. I got to preach for the Lord. The Spirit was stirring Jeremiah up. And it's stirring him up. And he would go out there and he'd, he'd go preaching and put him in jail or beat him or put him somewhere out of the way. When we hear the old saying, they're feeding you bread and water, where do you think that came from? That was Jeremiah's daily diet. <laughs> bread and water. But he never stopped preaching the message. Verse 2, chapter 3 says, be watchful. Okay. Right there is enough to tell me that we're to be observing. We're to be watching. We don't, don't be given to all these fads and these religious spirits that are out there, even in the church. Oh, I'm preaching. Hallelujah. Don't be caught up in these things of what we call of God because some of it is not of God. If you study pagan practices, you study, you study old cultures, you find out it's coming right into the church. Like yoga. Oh, we got Christian yoga. There's no such thing as a Christian yoga. It's pagan. You can't put God's name on something that God abhors. Come on, somebody. You can't put God's name on something that is evil. There's no such thing as a Christian yoga. That's something that was devised by Satanists. Uh, people that, that were cultic in nature. Oh, but we could change the name of it. No, you cannot change the name of it. It's the same spirit. The Bible is clear that we can't walk. That's why you have such a dead church. Such a powerless church. Because we started adopting things that's not of God, brother Alan. We start putting things that we just put Jesus' name on it and we say it's holy. It's not. You can't, you can't adopt paganism and, and, and uh, cultism to the church and call it of God. It's not. God hates it. That's one of the reasons we've become lukewarm. You see all these programs that are coming up in the church, it, it, it doesn't demand responsibility. So you don't really have to pray that much. Don't think about sin that much. That's irrelevant. We just, we just 
be happy people. We just be, you know, God's children. We just be blessed. Don't worry about all that other stuff. You better worry. <laughs> it says the first, ver- the first few words, be watchful. Of what? Be watchful and strengthen those things which remain. What is that? That little bit of faith you still have, you better strengthen it. That little bit of conviction you have, you better strengthen it. That little bit of hope and the power of God in your life, those things that you grew up on, you better strengthen it. Don't let it die. Be strengthened in those things that remain. If you've got some faith, you better strengthen it. If you've got a walk with God, you better strengthen it. If you've got a prayer life, you better strengthen it. Hallelujah. Be watchful of what? What's around you? You're not going to overcome without the power of God. You're not going to overcome without prayer. And you're not going to overcome without being where God wants you to be. It's not going to happen. If we stand more time in front of the devil vision, that's what it is most of the time. Television, I'm sorry. <laughs> the devil vision. That's what it amounts to. And we, see, we spend more time in the things of this world. We'll never grow in the Lord. Oh, boy, I shouldn't preach something. <laughs> we'll never grow in the things of God. He says, be watchful and strengthen those things that remain that are ready to what? Die. Is your faith ready to die? <laughs> Come on, is your peace and love in God and love for Jesus ready to die? Come on, somebody. Listen, is your, is your, your time in church, your time reading the word and time in prayer ready to die? My Lord. I feel like preaching. (laughs) What is your life like in the Lord? Is these things that God requires of you? Faith, spending time in the Word, coming to church, reading your Bible, growing in things of God. Is those things ready to die? What are those things there for? To strengthen you. If you're not strengthening, you don't have those things, you're going to die. Your faith won't make it. Ready to die, strengthen those things that are ready to die and remain, that are ready to die. For I have not found your works perfect before the Lord, before God. My God. Listen, just between us tonight and those that are listening, is our faith, is our works perfect before God? Oh, man. You know, I've, I've gotten to, I see so Less enthusiasm for God now than like I used to. You know what I'm talking about, brother. We come to church here. I was a young boy. I'm a young boy. Young Christian. Man, they had people in here with, 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 with full of God. I mean, they just, I mean, worshiped and they were shouting, they were dancing, they were singing. I know some of them have passed on, but where are the rest? Where are they? Where are they tonight? Or the things that they have ready to die or dead? <laughs> My main concern for this fellowship is the souls that belong here. 
I pray for those that are not here tonight, for those that are, haven't seen in a while. Because we're living in a time we don't need to be drawing back. The scriptures just say God takes no pleasure in those that draw back. Those that draw back from him. People say, you need to be preaching this to thousands. <laughs> Maybe I am. I don't know. But I'm preaching it to you and to me. What does that mean? He hasn't found your works perfect before the Lord. How many of you ever sat and asked God, God, what's wrong with me? Am I, am I pleasing or am I not pleasing to you? You know, he's writing this to some religious people. He's writing to the seven churches in Asia. John is the disciple. And he's instructing them in what they're doing right and what they're doing wrong. And the problem he has is that they all got into what you call, we call in the modern day, a groove. <laughs> a certain system. They were doing it a certain way. It was, just, it was like religion, you know what I'm saying? They would go to church, Brother Allen. They would sing the songs. But something was happening in their hearts. They were dying. Why would the Lord need to write letters to Holy Ghost Spirit-filled churches? They had allowed that woman Jezebel, which represents a controlling spirit, to come in and to break up, to seduce the people of God, the prophets of God. She'd come in there and she'd, she'd tear everything apart. They allowed false teachers and liars to come into the church. And they wanted it that way. There was nobody standing up. A few of them. Yeah, a few of them in the book of Revelation stood up. They stood up. They, didn't, they abhorred that which is evil. They would not stand for those that call themselves prophets. And they were not. Or Jews or they were not. See, when John was writing this, majority of the church was Jewish. Well, they had a lot of Gentiles by now because the, you know, Paul had preached. Paul was dead. About the time John wrote the book of Revelation. John was the oldest apostle that lived. I lived all the rest of them. They tried to burn him in oil. He wouldn't burn. But they tried to kill him a few times. They couldn't kill him. He's right now in a prison. Patmos, Which was an island. Where they put prisoners on there. To work them to death. This wasn't a holiday inn. There was no ping pong tables and pool tables for the prisoners to, no TV for them to watch. They put them on there to die. You hear me? And he was in the spirit of the Lord on the Lord's day, and God gave him this revelation. The Lord appeared to him in the clouds and warned him about the churches. They became lukewarm, and that's the message, Lord. Lord, are we lukewarm today? Are we lukewarm today? And he warned them about the things, and I, I ain't got time to go through the first three chapters of the book of Revelation, but, you know, at the end of that last chapter, Brother Allen, the church is not even mentioned anymore. I personally believe the reason why it's not mentioned, the church was raptured. And God's taking the, the nation of Israel into the tribulation period. 
Well, the Bible says there never was a time like it on the earth and never shall be again. The Antichrist was coming on the scene and he was going to do everything he can to try to stop the Lord from coming back. He was used of, of, of the devil to, to deceive, to lie, to do everything possible. Wicked man. Very wicked man. Make Hitler look like a Sunday school boy. The things that he's going to do, the, the, the plans that he has for the church, because there's still going to be some Christians here. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about the professing Christian. Now, there's going to be souls saved in the tribulation period. The Holy Ghost is, that's people that's going to be saved during that time. But the real church, those that trusted in him, be gone. And he's coming for a church without spot or blemish. I don't know about you, but I examined my life. I got a few blemishes. And I want to get them right before he comes back. He was lukewarm. He told the church of Laodicea, he said, I'd rather you be cold or hot. Because you are lukewarm, I'll spew you out of my mouth. So you ever put warm water? You know, you, you see, at least cold water is refreshing. Hot water you can't drink. <laughs> but lukewarm is just, I don't know. You ever was working on a hot day? You probably know what I'm talking about, brother. And took some water you thought was cold and was just hot, like warm. You want to spit that stuff out. But what is that? Was that God? That's what God's comparing the lukewarm church to? Seriously, you can't live for the devil and live for the Lord. You can't eat at the Lord's table and the devil's table at the same time. That's where we at in America. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm just, just me, okay? Because I, I, I believe I hear from the Lord. There ain't going to be too many going to heaven that's sitting in church. Because we have adopted a lazy spirit. We have adopted a lukewarm spirit. We're no longer faithful or seek God like we used to. Come on, somebody. The Word of God states that in the last days, perilous times shall come. Men shall be lovers of their own selves. Boastful. Proud. Blasphemers, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, breakers, incontinent, unmerciful, disobedient to parents. And he says they'll have a form of godliness. You ever caught that? But deny the power thereof. They're going to look godly, brother Al. They're going to sing the songs with everybody else. They're going to read their Bible. <laughs> Come on. They're going to appear to dress, look Christian. But in their heart, they deny the power of God in their heart to change their lives. Because their pride just won't let them. Their lust just won't let them. Their, 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 their arrogance just they won't come to God and admit, I can't do it without you, Jesus. Just too proud. Unthankful, unholy. We're living in those days, amen? 
I know your works, they're neither cold or hot. I wish, neither, I wish you were cold or hot. So then because you are lukewarm, neither cold or hot, I'll vomit you, I'll spew you out of my mouth. Uh, that's not no pleasant verse. See, we won't read that in the modern church, little Lloyd. We're just going to look for churches, to, to, uh, verses that tell us how God can bless us. How God takes care of us. How God loves us. But we'll never talk about verses like this. Where God could vomit us out of his mouth. Because we are lukewarm. We got one foot in the church and one foot in the world. Come on, somebody. We got one foot in the the desires of the flesh and one foot trying to please God. I know this is uncomfortable. I feel in my own spirit. I'm uncomfortable talking about that. But it's a message that needs to be heard. It's a message that needs to be brought out. Because if we're not going to serve God with all our heart, we're frustrating the spirit of God. We wonder why God is not allowing things to happen in our lives. Hallelujah. Let me read uh, out of Hebrew. You don't have to turn there. I'm, I'm going to read it to you tonight, okay? Because I'd rather you listen. <laughs> Believe me, it's in the Bible. <laughs> I told a lady one day, I was at church at Bull Bridge. Her and her husband, you could see when they weren't having a good time. <laughs> I think I got her mad. I was just joking, but I... <laughs> I said, look here. Second opinion 3-4 says, the, man, the one that paid the bills making the rules. Well, I should <laughs> She looked at I said, if you're looking that far in the Bible, it's not in there. <laughs> I said, second opinion 3, where did that come from? <laughs> it's not in the Bible. <laughs> but I think a lot of people read things that they think in the Bible. It's not in the Bible. Come on. You ever heard that saying? God takes care of them that take care of themselves. Well, that's in the Bible. I never saw it. <laughs> All they know, judge not that you be not judged. That's a verse they know. But they don't, they don't tell you the rest of it. Take the speck out of your own eye before you can take it out of somebody else's eye. <laughs> See, they always read just enough so to take care of themselves. But they don't want to read the rest of it. <laughs> okay. Chapter 5, verse 12. For, th- for though by this time you ought to be teachers. You need somebody to teach you. What does that say? It says you, you've been in church. You've been reading the Bible for years. You ought to be teaching others. You need somebody to teach you. Come on, somebody. I see a lot of young preachers coming up. I, I met a lot in the last few years. And you know what? These boys are young Preaching with fire in their bosom, man. I tell you what, I've soft. I said, I never thought, where are the old men? <laughs> where are those that first birthed that fire, that first started this Pentecostal movement in this area, in, 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 in this in St. This Martin Parish? Where are they? I said, the young preachers are coming up, some 20s and their 30s. I mean, I never saw some preaching some young boys like that in my life. 
where they at, though? Where are they? But where's the old men? Where's, you know, I know some of them went on to be the Lord. But I mean, those that have been sitting in church for years, and you don't have to be behind a pulpit to preach. Listen to me. You, ha- you, have, you, don't have to, you don't have to be, you could be on a street, you could be on your job, you could be, you know, but these young preachers, brother, I'm telling you what, them boys got some fire in them, man. I, I said, where are they getting all that wisdom? You know what? I'm going to tell you what's happening. We got but a short time to work. The Lord, the, you know, there's this God, he's coming back and God is raising up some revelation out of these boys where they're speaking things. I mean, look, they know that there's something happening. Them young preachers are coming up, man. They're preaching, man. But I've heard of man. The last few years, man, some young, I said, they, they just got out of their diapers almost, man. <laughs> look. Great ministers, revelations that I've, I've, I've never, I mean, seriously. Some of the best preaching I've heard in years. But God is raising them up. Because you know why? The old people like us. <laughs> we've gotten quiet. Oh. We've, we've gotten silent. We're just going to live the rest of our lives as godly Christians. We're just starting. I don't know about you, but I'm going to preach till my tongue falls out if I have to. Listen, I'm not going to let some little whippersnapper out preach me. I'm going to preach. <laughs> listen, listen, bro. Listen, I'm telling you, I got a hunger stirring in me. I'm telling you, something different happening in me. I've, I've, I've had things happen to me in the last few months that I have never happened in my walk with God. That something's churning up. He says, when you need to be teachers, you need someone to teach you, it says. I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed. I don't know everything. And I'm learning. Amen? But I'm not on a bottle. (laughs) I said the other day when I was preaching, brother, I said, could you see me and Janice sitting at the table and she sticks a big old giant bottle? Okay, Lanny, drink your milk. <laughs> How stupid would that look? <laughs> I'm the head of my house, man. I'm the one supposed to be teaching somebody else and I'm, I'm sucking on a bottle. Well, that's what a lot of Christians look like sometimes. They just like that little smooth milk. Cool taste. You know what I'm saying? If they don't get it, they'll win, 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 win. I want to grow. I'm in a process right now in my own life, my own spiritual life. I'm growing, all right? I've seen some stuff that, I, you know, it took me a while to get it, but I got it, brother. <laughs> it's time I stop making excuses. It's time I stop making excuses about my life. Can't blame somebody from the past. Can't blame somebody, my family, my wife, my husband. I can't. Uh, (laughs) I have right now to blame myself. Because you know how, how close I am to God? These two knees right here. And I can get on my knees and ask the Lord with nobody around. Teach me, Lord. Draw, help me to draw close to you, Lord. 
Help me to follow you, Lord. That's something I got to do, Brother Alan. That's something I got, I got to do from between me and God. That's something you have to do. Return back to your first love. He says here, you need someone to teach you again. The first principles of the order of God means that that's the way you started. <coughs> I started being taught. That was the first thing that God commanded me to do. I, I have people I talk to a lot. They said, and they want to be something big in the Lord. So you need to go sit in church and learn something before you be, be, become a preacher. Because if you, if you want people to follow you, I told a preacher that years ago. Remember that? <coughs> he wanted to be a pastor. I said, you got to go sit on a pastor before you can be a pastor. You got to be able to sit on somebody before you can learn to teach somebody. Or they get these special revelations. Oh, God told me to do this and God told me to do that. Baloney. <coughs> Unless you're sitting where you can be taught, don't expect God to use you. Uh oh. Unless you're sitting where you can be taught, you got the first article of your life when you, after you got saved was to go to church and be taught. Be taught God's word. That's what it says, right? That was the first command God ever gave a newborn believer. Find you a church somewhere and go to church. Learn the, learn the ways of the Lord. Come on, somebody. Let the Holy Ghost teach you. But they all want to be big ministers. <laughs> I, had a, I had a few of them. I said, man, you ain't, you, you ain't even wet behind the ears and you want to be some big preacher somewhere. And you don't want to. I told somebody, you, you can't get somebody to follow you if you're not going to follow anybody. You're not going to be able to, you know, come on, somebody. You got to be taught, okay? You have some need. It says, uh, this is one of the first principles of the article of God. And you have come to, to, you have come to the need, you have come to need milk and not solid food. You've went backward. Am I, did I tell you Hebrews chapter uh, 5 verse 12? Yeah. Instead of going forward, you're going back to the milk. Instead of growing and being able to teach, you're back to the baby stage. Hey, I'm going to tell you something. I've never heard some more whining people like the knows that go to church. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, listen. Well, you know, you go to church and you say, well, people over there, they got it together. Yeah, right. <laughs> They, they're calm and loving, and they, they never cause trouble, and they, they do everything right. <laughs> Baloney. Baloney. I hate to use that term for a preacher, but it's the truth. They got a lot of baloney in their pack. <laughs> they just sucking on that old bottle all the time, all the time. Wah, 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 wah. All the music's too loud, and the preacher preaches too long. You know, his wife likes to prophesy all the time. And everybody wants to, everybody wants to be prayed on. And, and oh, please, this is ridiculous. How <laughs> many been around them kind of people? Oh, <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen it. Listen, a, <laughs> a pastor has to have patience. And I don't got a whole lot of it. <laughs> and you know what? I'm learning that, okay? 
You know, I try to learn and know when people are hurting. You know, you know, people that are lonely, people that need prayer. We have to be there for them. Amen. And we got to be patient. Amen. Listen, seriously, we don't have a whole lot tonight. But you know what? I'm, I'm patient. I believe God's going to increase it. I've seen some encouraging things the last, you know, for a few times. And, and I, I'm not giving up. Praise God. I don't have, what else do I have? I, all I have to do is preach the gospel. And to try to strengthen, help strengthen your faith. But everything I say tonight, if you don't leave with it, it'll do you a bit of good. Right? If you don't eat the word tonight and understand that you are responsible for your spiritual life, not me. Or I'm responsible to give you the word. But I can blow wind all day long if you if you don't want it. I mean, it ain't going to help. Okay. I'm almost finished. Hallelujah. And this is a quiet night. I mean. There's so much to, to, to go into. Let me look to show you a verse. You don't have to turn there. If you, we need to get just some little tablets. You can write it down and read it when you get home. Jeremiah 6, 16. Thus saith the Lord, stand in the way and see and ask for the old paths. <laughs> what does that mean? Ask for the old paths. See, they had the church, well, the religious system of the Jews have gotten away from the commandments of the Lord, brother in Jeremiah's day, they were learning, they were, they were adopting all kind of different kind of, you know, strange doctrines. And they were worshiping other gods and things like that. That's what brought them to, 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 to end, 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 end for Nebuchadnezzar to come and take them away because God had judged them because of that. What well, was their old way? Back then, it was the way of Moses. Back then, it was the law. Back then, it was the, the walking in, in, in fear of God, putting, loving the Lord with all your heart, mind, and strength, and, you know, not making the UNA grave. That's the old way. That was all the old way. Jeremiah said, we need to go back. Now, for the church, we need to go back. Not go back from God, but go back to where we once served God with, with a fear and with a worship and with a desire for him. That's what I'm talking about tonight. We need to go back to the old way. Where people were being healed and people were being saved. And people loved God. Stand in the way and see and ask for the old path. Where is the good where the good way is? <laughs> and walk in it. <laughs> Find the right way, the good way. Listen, there's three things that we are missing as Christians. Number one, prayer. Listen, prayer is the foundation to where you get God's grace upon your life. I mean, the answers from God. To know what, where you have, what you have to do. Coming to church. Coming to church is establishing your desire to know God's word and to preach it, to listen to the word of God. You have to be taught. That's what it says. I just read you that verse a while ago. You have to be taught. And, and walking in the way that he set for you. Walking in a holy walk before God. 
being different when being being different when somebody else is not. You remember I talked about being a, it takes courage to be a Christian to walk in a godly way when nobody else wants to, not even church people. They're not wanting to walk in God's standards, not wanting to walk in God's ways. They just want to be sure to get into heaven, right? There's no there's no desire for God. We need to go back. Well, we spend time on our face. We spend time, we, we thought when we wasn't reading the word, we was in sin. Come on, somebody. And there was nothing wrong with that. that. That was a desire for God. God commands us to meditate on his word. God commands us to pray. I'm going to tell you right now, there was a time when I thought I wasn't winning souls, I was in sin. Now people say, oh, come on, brother. Listen, I didn't want to be out of God's will. Like I said, I used to joke about that. I didn't even want to eat devil food cookies because the devil's name was. <laughs> now I eat devil food cookies. I got delivered. <laughs> but it's just, a, <laughs> no, I was just so sensitive. You know, I, I wanted to please God. I didn't want nothing with the devil's name on it. Of course, the devil had nothing to do with devil food cookies. You know, I'd be religious. I'd change the name. Like we'd call devil eggs. We'd call them angel eggs now. It made us feel better. <laughs> you know, that's what religion does. It just changes the name. So they can continue doing it. <laughs> Come on, we call, we'll call it something else. You know, we'll, we'll change the names. We'll make it sound Christian so it's all right. It's not, it's not all right. God gives us a sensitive spirit so we can discern what is good and what's not good. What is right and what's evil, okay? I don't want that to get ever watered down. Sometimes I find myself getting kind of tired and dull. And I say, Lord, I don't want to do that. And my spirit gets dull. I don't want to be like that. I don't want to live a lukewarm life. I'm almost finished. Then you will find rest for your soul. What? When you walk in the way that was set up from the beginning. Well, it's bad when you got to go back. The church is so full of lights right now and so full of glamour. It almost looks like a movie star house. You ever saw the modern church? Lights, man. They're flashing all over the place. The preacher comes out like a rock star, man. Man, he's, look, he's, he's loose and free. You know what I'm saying? Then he's preaching something he calls the gospel. It ain't the gospel at all. Everybody is memorized. They're, they're hypnotized with the, the glamour. and the, It almost it all looks like a church. You can go out in the midnight towns and go to a barroom and see them lights blinking like that. Praise God. I hate to say that, but that's what most of it has become a glamour. It's become a show. Excitement, brother. And, and, and you know that energy. <laughs> they don't call it Holy Spirit no more. It's energy. It's just energy. Everybody's sparked up. <laughs> but when, when we went, what happened with the hallway? Oh, that wasn't fun. Oh, that was just going to church and singing a few songs and hearing the preacher preach. And, and you know, it, no, I mean, that, that gets tiresome. <laughs> When the fire of God fell, there's nothing more energetic than that. 
When people were saved and lives were changed. As the church goes, so goes the world. That's why we got, listen, stop blaming the Democrats and the Republicans. It's the church the problem. We've gotten away from the old way. The walk, the walk with Jesus, the cross, the power of God, the, the Holy Ghost, we've walked away from that. And now what we have is dry, dead shows. Acts, pretend, hypocrisy. Things that, that don't move the heart of God whatsoever, but it looks good. Right? It looks good to the flesh. It looks good to the, to, to the world. We, we're fun people now. We're happy people. You know, you, not only y'all got lights in your your, your auditoriums and, and, and ballrooms, we got lights in the church now, man. They're, they're flashing back and forth. Look like a Star Wars show, man. One guy, <laughs> I'm not joking. One preacher drove up on his, pull on his stage with a Rolls Royce. <laughs> and he walks out of the Rolls Royce. I'm not joking with you. He comes out of the Rolls Royce and so-called preaching. <laughs> Drove a Rolls Royce on the platform in the church. And he tells people, I am blessed. I drive a Rolls Royce. That poor little person that's in church driving a, a broken up old bug, he feels condemned. <laughs> he says, oh, I must not have faith. The preacher's driving Rolls Royce and driving in $24 million airplanes. And here I am driving that old beat up bomb. And Boy, I must be out of, no, no, come on. That, that don't mean faith. That preacher got that from somebody's back. You hear what I'm saying? He got it from somebody's pocket. Most of the time it's from poor people that can't pay their light bill. But I, they think giving that money is gonna, to the preacher is going to make them uh, rich. And the only ones getting rich is the, the well, I don't want to get off. <laughs> Lukewarm, dead preachers. Now, if anybody got a problem with that, Take it up with God. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I like that verse where it says, let's go back to the old way. One more verse. And I'm going to close, okay? But then you should have said that for Sunday morning. <laughs> I might bring it back. <laughs> I might. <laughs> Revelations 2, 4. Nevertheless, have this against you or somewhat against you. You have left your first love. Left your first love. I'm going to talk, talk, talk about myself. I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I don't feel the love of God like I should. I feel like I got attention on other things but God. But I want it to change. All right? When I get up in the morning, I want it to be on Jesus. Amen. When I walk through my day, I want it to be on Jesus. I, I, I don't even want to put the television no more. I can't find nothing encouraging no more. I can't find nothing that I want to look at that would help me. Corruption, lies, some of the most perverted things that would have been considered X-rated 30 years ago. 
women popping up on TV with their breasts fixing to pop out of their shirts. I mean, things that look like their underwears. I mean, no, underwear covers more than that. That's men walking around their jock shorts looking like a big old muscle. Like, and you wonder why we're in a mess. We don't know who's a woman and a man no more. We can't even use sir or ma'am no more because that's offensive because we don't want the transgender people to feel offended so we can't call each other dad and mom no more because that identifies with a man and a woman. But we, 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 got to, we can't, listen, I'm telling you, we're in bad shape. Where's the church crying out against this? Oh, Joel, he's still smiling with his white teeth on TV. Uh, Copeland's are still crying for money for airplanes. And everybody's just sitting back and don't even know a lick about what, how it is to walk for God. All the gospel they hear is that garbage. I'm not going to apologize for you. That garbage we call prosperity gospel on TV. God's going to judge it. Because nobody's preaching holiness no more. And they're not preaching against sin. And they're not preaching to walk right. That's why the church is, all oh, the church is full, man. I mean, you go, thousands and thousands and thousands of people going to church every Sunday. And not much no lick about the holiness of God. Not, not, not much no lick about how to walk with God. They just accept this sloppy, goppy message. This gimme, gimme, gimme. Give it to the preacher and you get blessed. Poor, I heard one lady, she gave one preacher all her money, brother. Almost lost everything she had. Did he give it back to her? Did, did, did somebody reach out? Listen, I'm telling you, it's bad. I read a scripture in Ezekiel. The Bible calls them greedy dogs. They run after people's money. Greedy dogs. Filthy lucres. I'm going to tell you right now. The best thing to do with them guys, turn them off. Turn them off. And the church has become lukewarm and sleeping. Because most of America. That's why you have the people in office you got today. Because the church... Stop putting men of God in office. Men of God no longer preaching behind the pulpit. We got the no offending gospel. The gospel that just likes everybody to feel comfortable in church and feel good about themselves. And no matter what you're doing, no matter if you, you're, you're an adulterer, no matter if you're a homosexual, we won't tell you anything about it. We just, we're a motivator. Motivate them to do what? I heard one preacher, he's a motivator. Motivate them to do what? To die and go to hell? That's what you're going to motivate them to do? God help us. Now, getting back to us. Are you lukewarm tonight? I want you to stand up a minute. Praise God. I'm gonna, I just want to pray. We have a lot of work to do in Coda Homes, okay? And right now, the few that's here, we need to make a commitment to walk with God. Amen? We need to make a commitment that we're going to walk for what's right. I think it's about the hardest message I had to preach since I've been here. Because I don't want to fail as a man of God. I don't want to fail as a preacher, okay, as a Christian. Because I want to be right with God. This has nothing to do with you necessarily. Let's just, let's just imagine... We're all by ourselves, each one of us, 
And it's just us and God tonight. And they ask him, God, how, how am I not pleasing you? How am I, listen, I want to be right with God, brother Alan, seriously. It has nothing, listen, I want to be right with God. I want to make sure that my life is right. Listen, I'm not telling you you got to become a Billy Graham or a Jimmy Swaggart. Or, I'm telling you to know in your heart that there's a fire burning in there that, that needs to be kindled. Something that's going to produce righteousness. That you're not going to, you don't have to, listen, you don't have to accept that world's lie, lies. You don't have to accept the false teacher's lies. You don't have to listen to them. God, listen, when they start crying for money and, and you can be, give, send this and you, why? You, you, turn them off. Don't send them a nickel. I tell you right now, I got another, enough missionaries. Me, me and my wife have been supporting one right now in India. He don't know if he's going to live the next day, brother. I mean, he's, he's preaching in a place where it's mostly uh, 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 Buddhists. And he's not, a, he's not a very liked person in that, in that area. He could lose his life. And he's struggling to keep his little church going. I'd rather send it to him than have somebody fly around in a luxury uh, $24 million airplane where you got people serving like a king. God help me. I shouldn't talk about that because that frustrates me when I think about it. They got missionaries in the backside of Africa, man. They don't know where their next meal is coming from, man. They're preaching the gospel. And yet these cats are driving around in these, these Lamborghinis and whatever you call them, big fancy, how you call it? Lamborghinis. <laughs> uh, driving around, having shuffles drive them around. They can't even drive for themselves no more. They, they got it together, man. God has just touched them. With, one of them admitted he's almost a billionaire. Oh, yeah. Forget it. But we're fixing it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's just pray. Father, I thank you for tonight. I know, Father God, this is not popular. For those that are here and over the Internet, I pray that you'd open your hearts and your minds to the gospel. Father, work in our lives that we can see the truth. In Jesus' precious name.